Hello, welcome to Drunk Bitches in Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. And today we have Mishy. The whole crew is here. I'm your host, Michelle. So grab a drink of your choice and let's get started. Everybody is staring at their freaking laptops or phones right now, everybody. Listen, we're under so, a lot of pressure yeah, tonight. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, what is everybody drinking tonight? Or what did we, we pre-gamed? Yes, we did pre-game. And we had the Menege Trois. Um, I think that's the name. And then yeah. it's also called Luscious. This, there's a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a Pinot Noir from California. And it is Pinot described Noir. as Pinot opulent. Noir. Rich and voluptuous. Just like, like me. me. <laughs> um, it is described as having, re- being really smooth and seductive, again, like me. Um, <laughs> brimming with dark cherry and juicy raspberry. Oh, shit. <laughs> wrapped in sensual vanilla with a kiss of mocha. Oh, oh, sounds like a regular day for me. Um, <laughs> Yes, this is really good. This is what Q comes home to every night. Yes, absolutely. And it was really good. I did pick up on the raspberry notes. I tend to pick up a lot on the berry notes in wine for some reason. I'm just a fruit person. Um, And there was 13.8% of alcohol in here. Well, I I can believe that. That makes sense. Yeah, but you know, the bottle is so small and between a glass each of us. Yeah. It's, it was delicious, though. So it was. It was like, we killed it before yeah. we even yeah. started. Yeah, we did. It just, like, it just went on. <laughs> I'm like, there's a drop in here, you know, somewhere. Yeah. Jen, what are you drinking? So, once again, I actually... <laughs> what Moscato are you drinking tonight? I'm, I'm actually... This is a bottle left over from our girls' trip from last weekend when we went to Marathon. And we brought this back home. And so, <laughs> it's still a Rosa... Stella Berry. Um, it's not really a Moscato. Sounds like you're saying it's still a. Is it a rose? rose? No, it's Stella. Like Stella. Stella. Um, Stella. It's, yeah, it's Stella so Berry, but it's not actually a Moscato. I just wanted to be a contender. It's a. <laughs> I don't know why I picked this because once again, it's only five percent alcohol. Because well, you drink sweet because wine. Because you drink water. But I drink sugar. I, no, 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 you no. Drink sugar water. Sugar. <laughs> did you fermented sugar water? Did you park the car, Ray? Park oh, the car. Park God. the car. My usual choices of Moscato when I'm at home have a lot more alcohol in them. There's. I'm interested to know how much is a lot to you. Well, a lot more than five percent. <laughs> you say like 14, 15 percent. They make Moscato with fourteen percent. No. 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 Really? Um, Maybe ten. Yeah. Guys, if you have a Moscato that has 15%. Can you post it to the Facebook page? (laughs) Anyway, you see, I need some listeners to write in that Jennifer gets interrupted all the time. (laughs) I need y'all to complain about this. So anyway, I'm drinking Stella Rosa. (laughs) Next. Are you gonna pop another bottle? I'm oh, gonna be. I'm gonna be. Left. I'm gonna be switching over to rum here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're, we're not gonna make it. <laughs> I just don't see this ending. Okay, so because we finished that one off pre-gaming the red wine, we're gonna bring. We're gonna pop open. Oh, that was weak. 
What is up with that? I did Punk fuck that. I fucked that up last week too. Um, but this is a Chate Saint Michel. Did you see that? Did you see it's that? named after us. Yes. Cheers so. to us. Glug glug me, sis. <laughs> oh, she's like, don't cheers me. For <laughs> me. Oh, it's dark. Oh, what's what's the alcohol content? Um, I'm too poor, busy pouring. I'm gonna say I'm gonna 15, guess I'm gonna guess sixteen percent. Fifteen something. It has to say it, Get right? Get on your readers. <laughs> oh, actually, it's only 13.5. Oh. Huh. So, yeah. So, what are the notes? What do we have on this one? Um, so, it's a, it's a Merlot from Columbia Valley, vintage 2015. Whoop, whoop. It's aged. Mm-hmm. As Ray would say, it's it's aged. Um, so, it's sourced from a select sites in the world-class vineyards of the Columbia Valley with new world fruit intensity and an elegant old world style. The surprisingly mm-hmm. rich Merlot offers aromas of black cherry and spice. Yes. Spice it. Oak aging. <laughs> I can taste it. Oak aging for a minimum of 12 months adds suppleness. Oh, that sounds like titty talk. <laughs> suppleness. <laughs> to the layers of dark red flute flavors. <laughs> Fruit flavors. It's she good. can't even blame the tannins. No, I can't. I can't. I had crown work done today. Um, okay, so we have a lot to discuss tonight. It's a um, lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I think we're nine or ten subjects or whatever. We had to cut, even cut some. But the big news this week, which we were sharing on the chat, I think it's six or seven a.m. when it happened, is Julia Assange. Uh, Assange? Is it Assange? Julian, Julian Assange. Assange. So Julian Assange's arrest. Yes. Outside the um, in Ecuadorian embassy in London. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically, I think people have probably been staked out for seven years, right? He's been in mm-hmm. there seven years. Mm-hmm. There's been a person or two people, however they do it, there for seven years. Every yeah. single day of the year. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Because they're just waiting for him to come out. And of course, he comes out looking like blonde hair Tom Hanks. <laughs> he passed away. Oh, oh my God. God. He's definitely looking like They a troll. said he was skateboarding in the hallways. Did you yes. hear this? No. Yeah, and he was also smearing feces on yes. the wall. Yes. And apparently, and he, I think, do you think he started going a little crazy? Yeah, they said his mental state was not okay. 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 Um, just, I guess, when you're kind of isolated like that for the last seven years. So. Is he was he living in a closet? Was he no? They have an embassy. It's like a house. Yeah. It's okay. A house. Mm-hmm. Okay. But do more than one person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Live in a house. Right. So it's not his own. Yeah. Like a mansion. Yeah. Like a mansion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, so he had his own little wing. Okay. Yeah. Or it's like if you've ever been to Embassy Row in DC, you see all of these different mm-hmm. embassies. Um, I haven't. Not all of us get to travel, live the jet-setting lifestyle. <laughs> it's DC. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, have you been to D.C.? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just me and you, right? Just um, me and you. Right. So, you're a jet setter. Too. Embassy Row is basically in D.C. like a bunch of embassies. And they're all sometimes they're like mansions, houses, or kind of like buildings. Um, I took Quentin and the girls to the Zimbabwe embassy last time I was in D.C. So, an embassy is considered sovereign where it stands. Right. And I knew so, there were offices in there. I just didn't know yeah. that that's where the where people would actually stay the night. Uh-huh. They or stay live, for weeks. Or they live, live there. there. Yeah. So, like, okay. you will have, like, if you're, if it's an Ecuadorian embassy, someone who comes from Ecuador, that's mm. their citizenship, and they will live there mm. as part of their job, and then they'll go back and forth. So, there's Well, staff. the ambassadors, right. But 
people seeking asylum. I didn't know that that's where they actually live. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's like what Julian Julian mm-hmm. was doing. You can go to any embassy and declare asylum if they allow. It. Right. <laughs> so they have to say yes. Do you have to walk up and just yell sanctuary? Well, I don't know how it works technically. I've never had to yeah. do it myself, but I'm sure you can just walk in and say, you know, you're seeking asylum. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> because you, you declare whenever you show up. It's kind of like the same thing at the border. People are coming mm-hmm. here to declare asylum, and then you process them that way uh, when they arrive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's interesting. And then he had the cat. Have you seen his cat? I did not see the cat. You haven't seen his cat? I did not see the cat. So apparently, I mean, and so that's why that's why I wanted to get into the housing situation uh-huh. because it's really, he looks like he's been living in a broom closet. <laughs> he looks like that. Right? He, he looks like, I wanted to know, like, does he not, did he not have a bathroom or mirrors? He just does not look healthy. No. He does not look healthy. For sure. So was he starting to get, um, like, cabin fever? Probably. I can imagine. Is it, it's probably a, it's like, like, you think it's like a hotel room? Like where their actual quarters are. I imagine it's like a bedroom. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a hotel room with a bathroom. Yeah. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. And right? then maybe walk around in the holes and skateboard right. now and again. But well, they, have what to do. <laughs> they have some kind of housekeeping services because there was complaints about that. Right. That he needed like to he start was, doing certain things. Well, yeah. yeah and apparently filthy, his, right? his hygiene was really bad and people were starting to be put off by that. But also, he was a complete asshole to the staff. Stuck. Yeah, he was just being a fucking right. asshole. Right. Um, and you know, when. But look at him. I mean, even before he got captured and, and whatever, he just looked like he's an asshole. Asshole, asshole. You're an asshole. We're, you're we're, we're, asshole. Ven- we're, we're venturing into problematic territory. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He, just, he um, has a look on his face. He just seems like an asshole. Well, he has, certainly does have a look now. He has a look. Um, like Robin Williams and, <laughs> and Jumanji. <laughs> Not Jumanji, it's when he played, um... You better this. not insult Robin Williams. I'm like, not. No, no, she's saying that was supposed that to be Assange crazy. looked like... I know, him. that's insulting. Robin oh. Williams, because <laughs> he looks terrible. <laughs> On his worst day, Robin Williams never looked never looked that bad. Yeah. I definitely believe that he's probably uh, dealing with some mental issues. If you're stuck yeah. in a bedroom slash hotel for mm-hmm. seven years, right... His lawyer, Elizabeth Fritz, said that he had been denied medical care, which is probably a contributing factor to his mental state. Uh, but they countered by saying he had been seeing a physician pretty regularly. Uh, mm-hmm. So like an MD or and the MD just... Probably a general doctor or something. I don't know. But apparently there were, there were several coming in and tending to him. I mean, you be the judge. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, are, are these scheduled visits they do for people that are staying at the embassy? Or is it because he requested him? So we don't know all that yet. We we don't know, but they they're countering the argument that while he, he was an asylee here, yeah. he wasn't given the best care, which is the result right. of why he looks the way he does and right. his mental state. And they're saying, yeah, we did what we could. Right, right. So because he might have refused the doctors, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's some of the stuff that we'll. We'll we know out. he wasn't being very nice to right. people. So, so can we get Jen the, to talk about the more important issue? Yes, the cat. <laughs> the damn cat. Okay, so I know everybody wants to know. This is super important. Um, <laughs> I'm dying. Breaking news. Breaking, Breaking news. news. <laughs> what the fuck happened to his cat? Um, <laughs> so apparently, all right, just for anybody listening that, that doesn't know, Julian Assange had a cat. Hold up in the in the embassy with him, um, named 
Michi? 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 Oh. 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 Yeah. M-I-C-H-I. Um, and he had Could 30, he, had, he, he created a Twitter account, which had 30,000 followers and 6,000 on Instagram. And he followed, and they, they, of this, the cat. Yeah. Of the cat. Cause everybody knew who was on Instagram and Twitter knew that that was Julian's yeah. cat. And he called it the embassy cat. Um, I just, I mean, I'm not even that drunk yet. I just, this is just a lot. Yeah. Uh, The embassy cat tweeted regularly between (laughs) beginning with its arrival in May 2016. But by the fall of 2016, 2016, his tweets become much less frequent. 2017, the tweeted only three times. 2018, only twice. And it's been silent for over a year. Essentially, the cat, but reading, I, I did find out the cat hasn't actually been in the embassy for quite some time now. Um, I guess the, the lawyers or Assange had his, his team of lawyers or somebody, his associates, take the cat back in the fall. So oh, this, they, just this past year? Yeah, just this past year. Okay. So, well, his spokesperson told... Oh, 2018. Told a Sputnik or whatever that news person is whatever that the cat hasn't been with the embassy <laughs> since the fall okay. um, because the the embassy <clears throat> was threatening to take it the cat and put it in a shelter so so maybe he had somebody come pick it up assange had somebody come in all, and all get very it, so. important things yeah. here yeah so yeah. we don't we actually oh, this cat this cat so unfortunately i'm not gonna leave you with a location because nobody knows where the cat is but <laughs> i do know for certain the cat is not in the embassy so back to you. Someone out there knows where the cat is. Please let us know. Yeah. Um, but that was Jen live from the embassy. <laughs> so let's so let's just talk. Let's talk we about Julian. Yes. Him. So what we do know right now is that the U.S. wants to extradite him from the U.K. Right. for the leaks of 2010 that him and Chelsea Manning at that time before she transitioned. Bradley Manning might have been her name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's Chelsea now. She's Chelsea now. Yeah. But yeah. It was um, the leaks of the whereabouts of soldiers. Right. Like, it's the the considered the largest like leak of government secrets mm-hmm. in the U.S. history. Um. So now they're trying to. We want him back. here. <laughs> we well not back. We want him here. Well, I mean, yes, I don't we know. I, our, our president seemed to think that he was running a pretty great organization. So yeah. this shift of stances oh. is interesting to oh, me. Oh, yeah. You mean the orange man who all of a sudden is, Wiki what? Wiki yeah. Wiki, Wiki, Wiki what? Wiki, 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 Wiki what? Wiki, 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 is because two women accused him of sex crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're a, an anonymous person who was listed as Miss A, like the letter A, said that Assange had tampered with a condom during sex with her on a visit to Stockholm, which essentially forced her to having unprotected sex. And then a second woman said that he started just started having sex with her in the middle of the night. Um, also unprotected sex. So... Um, yeah. Fella doesn't like he does his, not like the sheepskin. <laughs> he does not like the sheepskin. He doesn't and latex. He's and he doesn't like a liar. And, either. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know. Like, was it yeah. the sheepskin and or was, the, is he just a really bad person and wants to, yeah. He's Maybe just, both. <laughs> right. Why not both? And so yeah. that's why he ended up going into hiding. And here, he's his crime that they're wanting to charge him with is the conspiracy to, com- to commit computer intrusion. 
Because technically he can't be charged for leaking secrets. Right. Because that's journalism. Right. And mm-hmm. we don't... It's how you obtain that. Yes. But it's, it's, and that's right. where the criminal... The criminality enters... The crimes. The crimes. <laughs> um, that's where... Because... And they've been thinking about this and kind of, of processing gonna, it of what they're going to do because they cannot say they're charging him for leaking secrets. I mean, that's... We have a First Amendment for that. But, so, but they can't charge him with leaking government security? No, no so, he's not a government employee. No. Be, and that, and it's because he's not a U.S. citizen? No, or, it's because he's a, a journalist. Right. So okay. I could do it if I'm writing an article. <laughs> yeah. So it's how he obtained the secrets. Yes, and that's the breaking right. in and... And it's conspiracy because he encouraged Chelsea Manning to do it. Yes. Because she gave him everything she had access to, and she's like, I don't have anything else. And he's like, well, people want to find stuff. They have find ways to find stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he was taken to Westminster's uh, Magistrate's Court, and he was found guilty of a British charge for breaching bail. And then he spent mm-hmm. Thursday night in custody, and he will be facing up to, he faces up to 12 months in prison for that conviction. The United States, the United Nations, excuse me, hello wine, has <laughs> called for his right to a fair trial to be respected during any extradition, extradition uh, process. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are now. And I know there's there's a shift back here at home, because it seems like our president, like I was saying earlier, yeah. has done a 180 on this. Mm-hmm. and. I mean, I just not. <laughs> I know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. All of a sudden, he wants Snow. he wants to bring him to justice. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I'm interested because I, I we were listening to that Mike Pence interview and earlier. He did say that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the reporter asking. He him. likes information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's all so bizarre. So let's recap what we saw. Interview. He was being asked about um, what he what his thoughts were on Julian Assange, and he's like, "We're going to bring him to justice." And what he did, um, he leaked, you know, government documents about potentially put soldiers in harm's way, and blah blah blah. And then when she said, "Well, yeah, there was that," and you know, he Trump said, he hacked, "I like WikiLeaks." He hacked. He hacked the DNC and and released emails, and mm-hmm. Trump was saying, "Yeah, release WikiLeaks, release the emails that mm-hmm. you found." And he was like, well, you know, the president has always been after information. He'll take it. He'll take it. It wasn't an endorsement or something like that. He said the president likes to get information. Information. Yeah. (laughs) He likes knowing all the things. (laughs) And the stuff. Right. The hugely bigly stuff, right? So, yeah, there's definitely doublespeak. I I don't know. All the George Orwell terms come to mind oh and his <laughs> his lawyer was saying that they're going to try as much as they can to get the case to reopen in sweden they don't want him here oh no um because if he comes here then he's going to prison prison uh-huh. uh, <laughs> for the rest of his life yeah um so that's what's going on with or Julian. or he'll be a secret agent for trump maybe that's why he wants it oh he did ten full hat time Tenfold hat time <laughs> who knows i don't I know what's mean, going on maybe anymore. maybe Maybe he wants him back here so he can be like a spy for him. Well, he does like information. Like, that yeah, was confirmed they, tonight. You're like, I yeah. want you. Because all they, I mean, because <laughs> let's be honest, like all they have to do is show Julian Assange in a U.S. prison a few times, and yeah. everybody will just believe he's in prison. Right. Are you going to go to the prison and see that he's really there? I'm not. Open up you? these gates right? now. <laughs> so Let me see what's him. to 
What's to stop him from bringing him over here to use him for his evil ways, right? An interesting way to go about this Julian Assange thing that I kind of want to bring up to the table is, you know, everybody thinks he's a traitor. He leaked, you know, government secured information, possibly put military people at harm, blah, blah, blah. But is he the most terrible person in the world? Is that what we're thinking? Because he also leaked information about Guantanamo Bay Mm -hmm. um, and how inmates were being treated there, which we all know is not very well, right? That I mean, there's a reason it's in Cuba. There's a reason that some of those detainees got moved to other countries that allow torture. Because that's what we were doing. Yeah. He also linked information um, about the pedophilia problem that the Catholic Church has and that the Pope was like systematically on purpose. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know he was doing it. He was responsible for any of that. Oh, uh, WikiLeaks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, there was always the, um, everybody kind of, you could just look and tell when one priest was one place and then went to another, you could tell that that's what was happening, but he got into their system, to their emails and found out where it was systematically being done on purpose of moving priests from one parish to another, even though they had been accused of molesting children and I would say proven within the church and the church community that that priest was a bad person and or pedophile and was getting moved from church to church. So he broke that news. And then he also leaked Sarah Palin's emails back in 2010 when she was running as the vice presidential nominee with John McCain. The emails were boring. They didn't really release. Yeah. And that's why we never really heard about it. It didn't really make the news because they were just kind of boring. There was nothing significant about him uh-huh. but she de- deemed him as the worst person in the world and then in 2017 sarah palin comes back and she's like oh i'm sorry she apologized she literally apologized wow. she went either on live or online or something like that and she apologized and said and by the way you need to watch julian assage he's going to be on sean hannity tonight wow so she's like let bygones be with bygones. because guess what had that- just happened in 2017 right it was right after he had leaked stuff DNC about emails. the dnc and hillary's emails Trash. so i guess my my question is what does everybody think about him as a person him who started wikileaks where he did leak some private information right secured mm-hmm. information from these other sources of stuff that we actually, we needed to know. It was the public needed to know, right? But when it affects our election, we kind of back up and go, well, wait a minute, you can't do that. But I don't see breaking into the DNC any different than breaking into the Catholic Church's emails. Well, here's the thing. The DNC, like, what what information did we get from the emails Taken from the DNC. That, that the Hillary Clinton campaign was trying to fuck that, over Bernie that Sanders' they didn't, campaign? That they didn't like the guy who was never a Democrat and suddenly decided to be a Democrat when she decides to run for president. Um, and so what he did was expose feelings <clears throat> and opinions that mm-hmm. most Democrats probably already felt. <laughs> well, um, did they, though? Because, I mean, a lot of those Democrats were voting for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Right? Not as many, because Hillary, Hillary, look at the numbers. Hillary won those primaries. This is winning the primaries so, long before those emails came out. Right. Well, there's Her a lot that, that goes deeper. That goes deeper than than so people it, weren't allowed to vote. Like, people weren't like, allowed to vote for Bernie either in some of those caucuses and, and primaries. It's, 
So, and that was the other thing too that was in the emails. I'm talking about the, the general yeah. vote, like the the actual mm. popular vote, not for not at the convention. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like Hillary. as as the states were voting in their primaries, Hillary was mm. kicking his ass. Um, the DNC email leaking the DNC emails with the intent of fucking up our elections is not the same as exposing pedophile Catholics and Guantanamo Bay torture. To me, that's that's not the same category. He did it with the intent of fucking of of he did it to fuck with our elections <laughs> do you know that though or was he just leaking information because he thought people needed to be informed mishy you i mean seriously <laughs> mishy's like biting her tongue he's over gonna here. put would you really think he's gonna i'm, put I'm that, putting the no, question let me out ask there. this question yeah. do you really think he's gonna put this information out there and go oh they're just gonna do with it what they want of course he put it out there with the intent of fucking with our elections of course he did what other reason would there be? I don't. I don't know. I well, I think it's just to create chaos. I don't know if it's necessarily fuck up with our election. I think it's just to create chaos Same in the world. Thing. Because so, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. He fucked with our election, and now we and then we got chaos. I think it's that. I mean, I think you said it earlier. Talk to somebody referencing Game of Thrones and the in Littlefinger and the chaos. Mm. And I think it's the same kind of thing. He's he's a Littlefinger type character. He just he creates chaos, and sometimes we have liked the chaos. Most of the time, y'all have liked it. Yeah. yeah. Y'all. Like, you're not part y'all, of us. Y'all, like, you didn't like I'm some of it. I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> Most of the time, people did like it. Right. Yeah. And it's... And, I don't know. The Bernie thing, it's subjective to me. It depends on how you're looking at it. What the DNC did was wrong. <laughs> right. So... Um, That's what he exposed. And being that I was a Hillary person myself, I was not a fan of the extent that the DNC went, they to the extent of which the DNC went towards rigging the election in favor of of Hillary, of which right. they they didn't even really need to, right? You know, and um, the passing of the notes before, mm-hmm. like giving her the questions before. This is the most qualified candidate in the history of this country. She doesn't need she didn't a need cheat that sheet, yeah, to you know what I mean, and so. Exposing that, it's, it's subjective whether we decided because he wanted to fuck over the elections or maybe it was just information that he thought we needed to have. And it's the same thing with any other hack he's done before mm-hmm. this. It, we were all celebrated it. I remember as a teenager, I would go to WikiLeaks to find out all the secret shit that I felt the government didn't want me to know. Yeah. And then it was at this time that all of a sudden, because it involved a candidate that we all really, really liked... That we're like, oh, well, this shit is fucked up. But, like, before then, we celebrated the transparency and all the information that we would have not otherwise have gotten dating all the way back to 2007. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I just... And it's it's interesting. So, um, I won't dwell on his childhood, but I did a little bit of research. And he was raised by his mom and stepdad. His dad abandoned him. At a very young, uh, when Julian was very young and his parents were in the theatrical world and they traveled all over Australia. So he lived mm-hmm. in 30 towns, went to 30 to 32 different schools, but he was considered a genius at like 15, 16 and got into computers and all that stuff. But the one thing that stuck in, that stuck out to me about him that I've read in probably about six or seven different articles, um, just recently is that he hated war. <clears throat> 
and he okay. hated conflict between countries. And he thought that all, all of the heads of countries, not just the United States, but everywhere, that it was all they're doing, yeah. right? And I, I'm, I was just trying to put myself in Julian's mind. And I don't, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This is, I'm just trying to think like he thought to right. see what his intentions were, right? And I don't know if it's just to create chaos. I think that's part of it because through chaos comes change. And whenever we've had radical change in this country or this world, it's been because of chaotic, chaotic events, right? Or radical events, mm-hmm. right? Where it's, um, we can try to do as peaceful as we want to, but we all know that that can work, right? I mean, sit-ins are great and pro- a protest and uh, what are... Uh, shit, I forgot the word. Brain fart. What are they doing to Chick-fil-A and a Thank you. Boycott, <laughs> all that stuff. Those things do work, but what ultimately works, in my mind, is not necessarily violence, but some threat of chaos. Radicalism. Radicalism, <laughs> right? And I wonder I wonder if that's he kind of reminds me of a Steve Bannon in a way. Do you kind of agree, Mishy? Like, because I think that's what C. Bannon tries to do. He's not, he, he, he's in a whole different ball field on the kind of chaos that he wants. Right. But I think it's just very one sided. And I think exactly. But I think they're both wanting chaos to create their, their change. Right. The change that they see. Julian, following him through 2007 up until now, you don't know what side of politics he's on. You don't know whether right. he's a Democrat he's or a Republican. Because he leaked on both sides. Because he leaked on both sides, and that's why we appreciated him so much. Yeah. And it seems like everyone just kind of likes him until it seems like he's not working for their teaming. Right. Reminds me of those, like, arms dealers <clears throat> that they would sell weapons to... Iran know, and then... Or Afghanistan and then the Soviet Union. Yeah. It's like, you're going to fight them? Oh, okay, you mean like the, you mean like the U.S.? You mean like Ollie Norris, Ollie and Reagan? Yeah, Iran Contra. Exactly. No, you're totally right. That's that's they don't. Their end game is money for them, right? Right. I don't know that. I mean, Julian. Does he make money? I mean, he had to make money. Well, no, he hasn't made money, but he gets he gets the the infamy, the the famous, uh, you know, the name recognition because he is. There's another side to him that they don't talk about a lot, but that man is all about PR. He loves PR, and he will talk about when he's, you know, when he wants to release something, or even with his, I was just reading. Well, his parents were in that theatrical world. Even reading about that fucking cat. (laughs) Well, to be clear, they they did make money, because remember, WikiLeaks was taking a lot of donations for a very long time, until it got blocked after a while. So they were taking money. Okay, so he was making some. Even about the cat, he was all about, like, he was very meticulous about what he posted and what he said on there because he wanted the cat to be a symbol of him. I mean, so the guy is all about PR and, and getting attention. And, you know, he's, he, that got... There's a lot of rent to protect. So he, I do. He <laughs> Mitchie, the cat. He loves Mitchie. me and Mitchie. We both got a lot to protect. Yeah. I mean, Julianne could have easily... Continue to be the the creator of WikiLeaks and and the the main whatever behind WikiLeaks and done it quietly and no one would know who he was. But he just That's had to true. put his face out there. He had to be the star yeah. of all of this. Yeah. He wanted to be the guy who gets all the credit for it. So it's you know it's not a ma- I think yes, part of it is he likes to see chaos, 
part of it is the PR thing, but I think a lot of it is ego. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, I agree with with this because part of that he wants to be known. He wants to credit for it. Anybody that can he's not anonymous. Anybody that can fuck up one of the greatest countries on Mm -hmm. the planet. With the, the simple tap of a keyboard, yeah. that's, and you talk about feeling some power there. Yeah. That's ego. Yeah. Major ego. Yeah. And he wants everyone to know it's him. I mean, although I would, <clears throat> I would, I would, I would add to that, that I think we were already in a somewhat downward spiral and he just interjected at the right time at the right place. Yeah. But in his he, mind, in his mind, he's the guy that fucked it he all thinks up. That, yeah. I think I think we were headed for that anyway. Yeah, we don't have um, to give him credit. He's yeah. and I mean, it to himself. And I, if it wasn't because of the scandal with the women, I still think it, it still would be subjective to figure out if what he did was wrong or not. Because there's a reason why the United States can't charge him for leaking that stuff because it is journalism, right. and we're entitled to that. Mm-hmm. They can only charge him for criminally trying to break into a system. Because that's what we have. Mm-hmm. But I think the most controversial thing here is the story with the with the women? Uh, with the allegations of you know yeah. the the sexual allegations. And I haven't really found those that much actually, about them. Those have been dropped. Sweden dropped those. What, what? he got? Yeah, he the, he was arrested for that. He was um, they set bail, um, and he actually yeah. what he has been what he stayed in the embassy for was, was because he skipped bail. <laughs> And went to the the embassy and stayed there. The, yeah. Sweden eventually dropped those charges, but he's still he is still oh. accountable for the bail. He jumped bail, <clears throat> and they didn't get the dog. Cat. <laughs> cat. Where was the, the dog? Oh, because of the cat. She's no. talking about dog. I'm talking the about the dog. Man. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I'm black, and I knew that. <laughs> I was like, that was so good. That was such a good joke. I got it. And y'all were like, the dog. Oh, but there was the cat. And I will tell you one thing. There is nothing I love more than watching reality TV TV shows of white people acting a fucking fool. It's the only reason why I watch that. That's not reality TV. That's trash TV. It was. I don't know. I liked the dog. Oh, my God. With that that haircut. I mean, I I liked his wife more. I like. Oh, no. His wife is fucking badass. She's fucking hardcore. She's the star of that show. Yes. I I wonder how she's doing. She, She had cancer. Probably Feministing yeah. somewhere. Yeah, you but, like her because she's just a little woman with big boobs, and that you can relate to. That I like her because she's level. a little woman with big boobs, but she's a boss ass bitch, and yeah. that's why I like her. She rules. She rules that that she house. Runs that all business. that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Dog is like, what do you want, honey? What can I do for you, honey? How yeah. may I serve you today? I guess queen? I kind of like his story too. God, we're getting so off topic, but I don't care. I love the dog. <laughs> oh I, I like his story. Well, I like his story of redemption too. Me too. Yeah. So, and he's like, you know, there's a huge ice, and I don't mean ice like from igloos, like from ice, like that you make in the... Like ice, ice baby? No. I mean like ice the drug. There's a huge ice crisis. Ice the drug? And, um, yeah, it's like meth. Yeah. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we'll move on. We'll move on. Okay. So from dog to a man that looks like a bulldog... I think it's a great transition to the William Barr. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Oh, he does look like a bulldog. He does look like Very a bulldog. Very good. Oh, my oh. God. He, he <laughs> does look like, you know what he reminds An me of? An ugly bulldog, but. The dog from Tom and Jerry, the dad. <laughs> Max. Yeah. <laughs> he 
does. He's certainly a bulldog for the president. I've never seen anything like this before. Let's talk about the other, I would call it a boring disaster. Because it was. Like, it was the most boring fucking testimony I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Did that bore you? I was intrigued. Uh, he's boring. So we're talking about Barr. Yeah. And his like testimony this train week. wreck. William Barr. Yeah. Our current A slow motion train wreck. On fire. Slow fire. <laughs> well, yeah. the, like the rails are like shaking at the bottom. I mean, it wasn't like a yeah, it wasn't an earth shattering testimony. You know, like watching Kavanaugh lose his fucking mind and start screaming at people. It was very. Was it interesting that he it was, wouldn't it, answer I mean, anything? A, okay, so before we get into this, can we sum <laughs> up what what happened? What was he there testifying? What was his well, testimony? He about? was there to talk about the budget. He was there to talk about Trump's budget. He wasn't called. To testify about, about the, the Mueller, Mueller report. report. <laughs> nope, he was not. there to talk about Trump's budget. And of course, the committee started asking him questions about the Mueller report. Oh. And um, I didn't watch the entire hearing because mm-hmm. it was boring. <laughs> and but I had It got juicy, though. Do. Do you, I did catch some juicy parts. Do you, do you think, though, that it was... I don't know. I kind of... It pisses me off that it was a budget, a meeting about the budget, and then they kept asking him questions about the Mueller report, knowing that he couldn't answer anything. When they're supposed to be talking about the budget, they maybe could have asked him questions about the actual I don't budget. Know. I felt like it was two birds, one stone. Were they asking him questions about the budget? Yeah, somewhat. But then there was there was an opportunity there because I know everyone is kind of in pins and needles to know what this redacted report looks right. like. And they their constituents wanted them asking questions. Right. That's true. Because this <laughs> this was one of the opportunities that were that was there yeah. to bring this conversation forth. And one of the first things that was asked was whether he shared with the president a summary mm-hmm. or the report itself, the full version. And what struck out to me was that he he didn't say. He wasn't gonna say he didn't answer the question. Right. He refused to right. answer that. Right. Which, to me, I take that as a yes, right? Because mm-hmm. the no is a no. Right. And that really struck out to me yeah. that he refused when you're, to... When you're asked, you can answer yes or no, and you don't say either one of them. Right. Right. So, yeah, he, he refused to go in, into those details. Then the whole thing just kind of, like, unraveled. Because I, I remember while I was watching this, I was taking down notes. And there was a time where I even wrote down, is he... The president's lawyer, or is he <laughs> our attorney general? Right. Why is it supposed <laughs> right. to be a difference? Right. And it seemed like... He was very much on Trump's side. Right. And yeah. then I was... And we put out a meme earlier this week on our, our <laughs> Facebook page with that showed what the redacted version of, of the report would look like. It didn't seem like he was all about transparency like he said he was going to be about. Yeah. It seemed very much like he was trying to protect the president. Yeah. And everything that he was doing came from that. I think he definitely showed his true colors. Oh, absolutely. In other words, when I say it was boring, it's just kind of like, he just kind of showed his true colors. He was kind of what I thought he was going to be anyway, which is, you know, a coward. Yeah. And uh, president's, one of the president's men. (laughs) Yeah. There was definitely nothing exciting and, and... explosive about the about any of his answers but but his, yeah um, well just about the personalities and and the conversations and the questions and answers it was really just people just having conversations yeah. but it's not a, I, the the interesting part where a lot of his answers in one conversation that i remember was between him and um kennedy mm-hmm. where kennedy was trying to basically bring up the fact that 
last time a report was leaked with grand jury information, mm-hmm. it ended up leaking Dr. Ford's... Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What she thought was confidential yeah. Yeah. ended right. up leaking, and then, and then of course, everybody Well, that's goes, what got her to come testify. Right. So yeah, her, life, her, her life got completely flipped upside down and mm-hmm. everything, but... But Kennedy's asking these questions as if, as if, oh, poor Dr. Ford, when essentially what, what he was getting at was, you know, the way he was asking the questions, <laughs> what he was getting at was, well, if this information from the grand jury or anything else was leaked out, who else are we going to find out about? Right. Are we going to have another Dr. Ford? Are we going to have another victim of some other form of crime? Are we going to find out more? Yeah. And and it's like, I don't think Kennedy quite understood what he was about to... No, ask. he totally fucked but, that yeah, up. He fucked that up. He should have just <laughs> not asked that question. Because <laughs> now Jesus. I'm like, so yeah. what are you hiding no. now? <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I totally get that. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Then shit got really explosive. It did get juicy, so... Okay. The, then came the comments about how he thought that the FBI had spied on the Trump campaign. <laughs> oh, and yeah. This this was so irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when what are what are the base what is the basis for these accusations? And then I I feel like the basis for the accusations is to undermine mm-hmm. Mueller. Mm-hmm. Because now you're saying that you're basically going to investigate the investigators. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, and, and he's planting a seed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so what is, why are you feeding the Roma mill with this ahead of it, of an election? What is the goal? And why is it important that this is the test that you take on <laughs> and say, you're going to start investigating some spying that happened two years ago on Trump's campaign. It has nothing to do with anything other than feeding the Roma mill. Right. And it's, yeah. It, at best, it is very irresponsible. Yeah. And he had zero evidence to back it up, and he kept calling it what was it a, a feeling or a, a, a hunch? A hunch? No, I forgot I the word that he used. Well, said. whatever it is, maybe he needs to take more fiber. Yeah. He's probably just constipated. Yeah. <laughs> because back <laughs> up. Yes, and it really, it's really <laughs> upsetting. That's what, it was concern. Oh, okay. Well, he's he probably concern. still needs to take like. <laughs> do you yeah. do you feel like sometimes these stories? And I'm just using his as an example. There's a lot more. Kellyanne Conway comes to mind like a thousand, hundred thousand times. But it's just to create chaos. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's to create chaos within um, the American people. And you'll have some of the American people that are like, oh my God, we're so terrified. We're so scared. The Trump is the only one that can save us from this. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? And then there's the other people that are the larger, I think, majority of Americans that they all feel like he's just total douchebag, he's an idiot, this is crazy. And they're and they feed off the chaos too. Yeah. But then they none of them agree on on what to do about him. Yeah. Or or who is gonna run against him best or anything like that. Right. Right. And I'm not talking about just Democrats. This yeah. is this is larger than that. This is, you yeah. know, including independents and even Republicans that are not so much for Trump. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And it's to create that chaos so <laughs> that you don't ever have anybody on the same side. Mm. Enough people on this on the same side or the right side, I should say. I think I want to like back up just a sec, just like a, a couple steps because some people who are listening may not understand the investigation was. If you ask Trump or anybody else, the investigation was started because the FBI is out to get him. But what happened was, um, what's the guy Papadopoulos? Some Papadopoulos, Papadopoulos or whatever uh-huh. <laughs> uh, was bragging to 
um, the Australian ambassador. Mm-hmm. Somebody in a, in, Sorry, somebody in a position of power. And, and somebody in, in a position Australia. of power. It was bragging, which triggered the surveillance, which is not spying, the surveillance on this official who was working on the campaign, not necessarily the campaign, the campaign itself. itself. Mm-hmm. Right. So, which led to other people who did work on the campaign. So the FBI was not spying on the campaign. The FBI was surveilling people who were known to have right. links and, and connections to and an investigation to countries came out of that. outside who were trying to influence the, the election. So, for, for Barr to sit there with no evidence to say that this is all, you know, it would, they were spying on the can That's just... Oh, like, yeah. The, the allegations re- rely strictly upon theories that have no supported evidence. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he says that he's going to start his own internal review to get some answers. This isn't... Nobody needs this. Nobody right. asked you for this. Right. <laughs> Go home. There's so much other shit you could give the American people that they'd actually be like, interested yeah. in. First of yeah. all, can I get the unredacted version of the report without yes. you sending it different right. places? Or, or at least my congressman. Yes, my congressperson. That's what yes. I mean. Because congresspeople have security clearance. Right. There's for no reason, reason yeah. why you should feel like you can't trust people that we've elected to give information. Mm-hmm. Should it be up in the public? I don't honestly think that it Probably should. Not. Maybe not for another couple of years in, yeah. or something. But something worries me about the fact that the lack of transparency that's there. Because if Trump, who was investigated, is in this, is given the opportunity to look at this report unredacted, and Congress, our Congress people can't look at it the same way, then it's an imbalance of power. Right. And right. Congress is there for checks and balances. And what are they worried about? My thing is, if they're, redact- if they're redacting information, it's because they're worried about something. Absolutely. And for someone who was standing on Mount Transparency, this does not feel very transparent to me. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, it was it was a shit it's, show. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot tonight. It's a lot. And I Ever, feel like it's been a lot this week. I honestly do feel like he brought up that the fact that he's starting an internal investigation to see if there was spying because he believes there was spying as a way to just like remove people's focus from what we've been paying attention on, specifically oh, the yeah, report, the shell game. Yeah, yeah, to just have us going, uh-huh. following like, well, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> and then meanwhile, there's a, what are you doing? It's a distraction. I said what I said. <laughs> it's I a can't, distraction. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, as soon as he did that, like as soon as he had said all that, he was investigating the investigators. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds absurd. Do you see I this? Know, I have this sound, on my notes. It sounds ridiculous. Wants to investigate the investigators. <laughs> yeah. Um, LOL. But it's, <laughs> I also have that. No, that's what I'm saying. That's in your notes. Yes. LOL. It made me LOL out loud. Um, but this yeah, as soon as he did that, Trump, of course, is out there on his little press, you know, standing out on the mm-hmm. White House lawn and talking about illegal investigation. And that's not what Barr said at all. And so, of course, Trump is taking it and turning it into this whole new conspiracy. Yeah. And his, his little, chaos. you know. Because he... His, his little uh, small majority. Create chaos. Create chaos. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's a nut. He called him... Conduct, he said it was an illegal investigation conducted by dirty cops. Oh so now we're not backing the blue. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm a little confused. And to, to kind of give our listeners a background, like a quote of what he said exactly... Um, 
this is what he said. I think spying on a political campaign is a big deal. I think there is a spying that did occur. I think there is a spying that did occur. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, I think spying did occur. But the question is, whether it was predicated adequately, adequately predicated, and I'm not suggesting it wasn't adequately predicated, but I need to explore that. I think what? it's my obligation. I was like, are you on bath salts? What is happening? And this is Barr, and he sounded like Trump. Yes. That's how Trump talks. And it's it, it's repetitive, and it's just getting out as many buzzwords as possible in as many short isn't that, theory, isn't that the quantitative <laughs> supposedly photosynthesis of MC Square <laughs> is indubitably over yeah is is uh automatopia de- I was fine of a panel I always remembered um uh depth is motion over velocity I can't remember. Well, no, I was I was doing like big words like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm like you're asking me something I did take. But no, no, I was saying. But right, so I remember. I just remember how I how I memorized that in high school because um, Depeche Mode's album. Oh, (laughs) was was Depeche Mode something? Fuck, I can't remember now. But that's how. Yeah. Where's our big big science words? We need our AZs and more big science words. Let's <laughs> enjoy the silence. Oh, wrong one. Yeah, yeah, wrong one. <laughs> All right. But yes, I agree. Like he's he is. It's it's just big words, chaos. Just to wrap it up for the listeners with, with this whole situation, <laughs> we're gonna get our report and we'll be here to talk about it. A redacted report? by Monday, I believe was the deadline that was set. Yes, by Monday or Tuesday is what I was hearing. So we'll be we'll be back with more of this oh. foolery. Okay, so we're um, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. Be right back. And like look at me seconds. like that. And two minutes and two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, Who used to do that? But when they like Willery on the uh, connection. And they are to y'all them. on bath salts? Yeah. Oh, nice! So that is a great way to come back to that from the break. Was a sexy, sexy pop. What is that? <laughs> wow, we're we're rubbing off on her. Yeah. No pun intended. It's a lot. <laughs> um, what, what, what's that, Missy? What so you got there? We, our bottle that we just popped right now is a Pinot Noir shooting star. Um, it's. <laughs> By Smoke Treats 2016 from Sonoma County. And it is said to come from a cool climate uh, from the vineyards across Sonoma County. And the grapes are hand-picked. And it's fermented in slow and cool oak. Uh, and the influence is minimal, they say. I haven't tasted this, but I'm excited to taste it to see what the notes are. Um, and apparently the end result is a wine that is naturally elegant. I mean, the bottle. Oh, my goodness. It is elegant. It's, it's elegant pretty. Well, I'll take a picture It of is that. gorgeous. Yes. yes. We're going to take a picture and put it on all our social media platforms. Um, and they say, we suggest smoke tree whenever... <laughs> <laughs> 
whenever wine comes to mind, that I read that we suggest you smoke some trees whenever <laughs> wine comes to mind. But that's not what they're saying. They're saying they suggest smoke tree, their brand. I don't wow. know if I should say and hello wine. I mean, are you? Sh- are you did you take some LSD? I know, but you know, I because uh, to be fair, English is my second language. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I totally read that as like, we suggest you smoke tree as you drink this bottle. I was like, okay. Um, but no, they suggest their brand. You're like, we'll do that. We'll get right back. We'll be yes. right back. Oh, and apparently pairs well with barbecue and all that stuff. They don't really say what the notes are here. Um, but I will let you know once I taste it. And the alcohol content is a nice 13.5, which right. is pretty good for a pinot. So yeah. I'm excited. Let's give it some more. Blah, blah, blah. Yummy. Oh yeah, mama. Like Good plug. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about Department of Homeland Security, Trump's administration, just the downward We're spiral not being of fuckery. Protected. We're all gonna die. <laughs> the downward fuckery of it all. Yes. So so Ray, what's what's the what's happened this week with um, that shit? In a nutshell, shit is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> But over the past four days, Trump has withdrawn his nominee to lead Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE. He announced that DHS Secretary Kristen Nielsen was resigning. And let's be honest. Resigning. Yeah, quote unquote, resign. It's, bitch, you better leave. I'll fire you. I want your resignation. You weren't as evil as I thought you could be. Exactly. And he ousted the head of secretary, or sorry, jeez. Hello, wine. And he ousted the head of the Secret Service. So he has now placed the Customs and Border Protection head, who was Kevin McAllenon. McAllenon, sorry. Hello, wine. He's now the new acting DHS secretary. So now Customs and Border Protection doesn't have a full time director. Basically, our fucking government is an acting. It's getting depleted. Government. It's, it's getting, getting depleted, depleted mm-hmm. and he's just putting acting people in. Mm-hmm. Tinfoil hat theory. Right. None of his by doing all, everybody mm-hmm. being in acting, they don't have to get confirmed by Senate. So I think he just wants to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. I'm interested if there's some yeah. laws that set precedent on how long someone can be in acting. Right. In this role, because yeah. there have to be laws set in place of how long you can go as an acting. Yeah, God, I hope so. Leader, I don't no, know. I we I, I will look that up. Too okay, now. yeah. I mean, I I don't know either, Missy. That's one, a great point. One, one of the know. good things about our our country is that the way the Constitution was written in regards to checks and balances has been so good. Because if we think about how Trump wants the United States to be a dictatorship so badly. Mm-hmm. The system has kind of worked, y'all. We have to acknowledge that. Like, yeah. the system has been amazing yeah. in the sense of this document that was produced over centuries ago that is still protecting the republic. Because if he had his way, he would dismantle all of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's not he's not ashamed to tell people that he's a lawless person. It's the same situation with trying to say, well, if you don't let the asylees in and you get arrested, I will, you know, I'll basically pardon you. Pardon you. I'll exactly. Just pardon you. Like, it's so, okay. So, yeah. So, that's kind of what happened is that Trump gets Nielsen to resign because she had already told the president that she was not going to close the border because that's legal. And so, he's like, fine, you're out. You mean that's illegal. 
Illegal. Oh my god, yes. But that illegal. I heard that she had to sit her staff down and basically be like, we cannot do this. Right. Yeah. And and she's not a victim by any means. She oh, for sure. That family separation program. Oh, for sure. Oh, but it's nice cages. to know that at some point she, someone had a line, and she was just like, "That's it." Well, because she knew this she was going to go to jail. The line. Yeah. If Trump came up to you and told you, person, but I'm not going to jail. Right. And because Trump came up to you and told you, if you do this. I will make sure you're not going to go to jail. Judging by how all of his friends are falling, are right. you going to trust him? Going to jail. Are you Are you going to trust Trump to protect you when it's time to go to jail? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've got a couple of people we could ask yeah. right now. Right. Who are, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the New York Times was reporting that Trump had pushed Micheline, Mick Alenin. Why mm. can I not say that name? I don't know. Ooh, to take that action and said that no matter what, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, Pardon you if you decide to follow right. the law. That I of course, that person, the law. that acting person, still isn't closed the border yet. Oh, Jen no, has no. the answer to our question. Oh, okay, Jen. Jen, how long can someone be an acting, sitting, an, an acting officer? Officer, mm-hmm. yes. Um, three hundred days. Okay, I knew they had to be a statute of limitations. Almost a year. Okay, yeah. ten months basically. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous that long. And then he can pick another one and have yeah. another one in there. It's so he can continue to put them have on. an acting. Yeah, an acting. Yeah. All next yeah. six years. Um, <laughs> let's also note that the I mean, let's be honest. DHS is also without a deputy secretary. So we've got a combination of people that are acting in their positions. And then a lot of empty seats. It's a fucking nightmare. And why isn't anybody talking about this? Because I haven't heard anybody they, uh, talking they're about they it. They're talking about it. It's a big deal. I mean, I know that in the very beginning they were talking about how he had like 400 positions that needed to be filled, right? But then I felt like that went into the black it's hole. It's and, yeah. and nobody talked about it anymore. And now we're talking about it again. But, you know, yeah, it's just because the, the chaos. That's for why. For all of this talk about legal immigration... This is one of the processes that has suffered the most. There are people who are out there in the world waiting to naturalize on a process that used to take at best six months. And it's now a two to three year process. Mm -hmm. So you're saying to people, do this legally, do it the right way. And you don't even have enough staff or even have the desire to staff that department for all of these people to be naturalized on time or have their paperwork processed. Everything is at a standstill. Yeah. And... You, you can't say you want legal <clears throat> immigration and not do anything to aid that. Right. You just don't want well, immigrants. Well, they want legal immigration of who they want. Right. right. Like, yeah. you know, the ones not from the shitholes. Yeah. Like, like me. Or, 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 and, or just, uh, just enough of people from certain countries to work. Because, I mean, he's, he's got tons of. What is it? What's the, what's the, yeah, what's the form? The B, the B, the B3, or I can't remember the name of the form. It's form something where they, like a lot of farmers do this all the time. They apply for. It's like a B4 visa. Yeah, B4 visa. Yeah, something like that. Where, and then they get a certain number of. Is it a U visa? No, because it's a B something. It's a B. I know, I and I, I feel like I've said it 40 times. And tonight I forget it. Of course. Um, Of course, Yeah. But you can apply for that, and then that way you you can get migrant workers to come over, and they stay for a certain amount of time. And, and then, of course, as we've talked about, a lot of times, you know, the what they call illegal immigrants are people that just overstay visas, right? Work visas, student visas, whatever. But they're going to get enough of those. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's what he has at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. I mean, like 75% of the staff is, you know, immigrants. You know, so they're going to do that. Disney has a bunch of them. Right. Right. So, I mean, they're going to do that, but they don't want them infiltrating into our neighborhoods and our schools and our churches and all that stuff. Like, the, yeah. they don't. Right? Yeah. So they're going to, and then the ones that they do are from Norway. Yeah. We want you to come work, but we don't want to treat you like a, a, a citizen yeah, we, or a human being. We don't want you to ever have a chance yeah. to live here. <laughs> the Disney issue is a little bit different because if you, like the Disney World or any of the, the resorts, like they have areas that are where people are supposed to be from different countries. Like mm-hmm. you go to the Italy. around the world and stuff like that. And you add, you go to the sections Italy, they want people that are from Italy. And so those visas make sense because it's a sh- short term. You're only there for six months or however long you stretch it. So that kind of makes sense. Ray, do you like Disney World? I like Disney World. Don't do shit on Disney World. I will fucking cut you. I will cut you over to Disney World. Fuck you, bitch. I grew up one hour away from Disney World. I grew up on that goddamn part. Sorry. Sorry. I just know how much Ray likes it. I wasn't saying it was a horrible thing. Coming from my crew, I had to to protect. Fuck you. Don't talk to me about Disney. You don't get to talk to me about Disney. Why? Just because you live in Florida? I grew up there. She's from Florida. She gets dead. No, I know, but it doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, I wasn't knocking Disney for it. I'm saying they hired a bunch of them them that had. We're good now. (laughs) It better be. Um, They hired. A lot of them that had that same visa that we can't yeah. remember the name of. So there's different. I'm actually on the USC um, I website and USCIS website. Jesus, hello, wine. It's categorized as it's called an H visa, and then it's different categories. So there's like the H2B visa, That's... which is for uh, temporary non-agricultural. Okay. Uh, workers, and then there is uh-huh. one for also agricultural workers, and okay. I think that's the H two A. If I'm okay. Yes, uh, the H two A is for temporary agricultural workers. Okay. Yeah. The B one was okay. would be if you go to work for a resort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are okay. for non agricultural yeah. temporary workers. So I had a B yeah. in it. <laughs> a B, a B, a B, and a B. for non agricultural. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ray, are we missing anything as far as like missing? I think that we. I mean, we kind of hit on everything. Um, what the other piece a, was the whole, like, the fact that all of these pushes for changes at DHS is coming from, ah, uh, that weasel, the <gasps> White House senior <gasps> advisor, Stephen <clears throat> Miller. Can we all get a... <clears throat> he is aging like a banana. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he's just, <laughs> he's, he's the creepy guy that's on, like, all the shows, and they, they write in the creepy guy. He's and young. He's, He's, he's young, that guy. He's young cousin it from the Adams family, isn't um, he? Young, I don't. Or not cousin it. What's the What's the uncle? That's uncle, the weird cousin Fester. Fester? Fester. Yes, Fester. he's the young uncle Fester. But the important question is, Homeland Security has a really big job. It's a really important job, yeah. y'all. What are What are the repercussions of not having a stable? Homeland Security <clears throat> Department. The head of Secret Service is gone. Yeah. Like, right. Well, you got 87 members of your family that all get protection yeah. that they've gone broke mm-hmm. t- protecting, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't be surprised if that has something to do with him wanting to leave. I mean, I know they said he ousted him, but come on, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Dude's probably been like, I want to quit so bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. aside just from the petty shit, we have to feel less safe. Isn't that what they're trying to do, though, Machine? I think they are. I think they're trying. It's not just about chaos. It's about putting fear. Because when you put fear into people, they can't worry about anything else. They And they're so scared of removing the person that's in charge. Because then that's another change that they can't handle. 
right? I'm at a point I, where Hitler also. I feel like either resigned or made people fight get get fired and then replace people, and that's how you got the Gestapo. So yeah, I mean, I pre- I appreciate a good tenfold hat time, <laughs> <laughs> but I that's mean, that's attributing too much intelligence to Trump. Yeah. I, I feel like at this point, the house is just on fire. <laughs> well, but it's not just Trump. Yeah, he, there's Steve other right. people. There's Stephen I, Miller. Stephen right. Miller. Well, yes. the, the, there was a, Trump said that he's in charge of everything. And well, he yeah. came out. Well, we both know that Until there's a true. problem. And then oh, he's yeah, like, he it's was, not my fault. Yeah, because someone asked him, he was like, so who's in charge right now? He was like, I'm running everything. No. I run the show, right? Um, and everybody says he runs the show, but we all know that the man is, I mean, he's on the pot at 3 a.m. tweeting. <laughs> I think he, that's when his dementia medicine runs out. Like the potency runs out. I'm not kidding. Like I don't. He ain't running shit, right? He is. He is. He's a poster boy that can that can stand on a stage and spew out hugely and largely and bigly words <laughs> and scare people and say words like illegal immigrants, guns. You know. But that's the reason why you notice that no one from his team wants to come out and speak because they know that they can be whatever they say can be undone in a tweet. Great example right. is yeah. today when Trump was saying he's going to release all the, asyl- the asylum seekers, the asylees, oh, yeah. into all the Democrat-run states or cities sanctuary or whatever, cities. Cities. sanctuary yeah. cities, as political retribution. And the White House came and said, yeah, we talked about that. We realized that was ridiculous. Like, that's not even a thing. <laughs> and then Trump goes, oh, I said what I said. He came back and he said... Double down. Yeah, I said it. And um, that's what I, I'm looking strongly into doing it. So it's like no one can... The people who are supposed to work for him to try to defend him, make him look like a legitimate leader, mm-hmm. they can't even say anything that he can't undo in two seconds. Right. There's no order. But again... Okay. I, but it's... 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 um What I used to always it's call It's not my, organized chaos. Yeah, I used to always call my desk that when I had a desk. Organized chaos. There's nothing organized. You don't this chaos. Re- really, no. you don't think that that could be organized? That we're going to say this, and you're going to go back yeah. and say that, or mm-hmm. they just know that he's hit, that he's unhinged, and and, it, and every every time he does that, it just makes it better for them. If that were the case, people wouldn't be leaving him left, right, and center. They realize he's unhinged, and they're leaving him because he's, he's just, a shit show. And he, he says whatever is on his mind. He just. You know, he's got diarrhea right. in the mouth. Diary. I also think, <laughs> right, but I also think that people are leaving, they're leaving him for that, but they're also leaving him because they, they like, they, they want this kind of country, but they were like, well, we don't want it that way. And they realize how crazy he is, right? So again, they have a line, yeah, right? Whatever their line is. Um, and so he just finds somebody who doesn't have a line. And he thought those people didn't have a line, but then he found out they had a line. Is that like, line? Oh. He went, he went sick of man. And that's what he wants. And he's not getting his sycophants, so well, they're leaving left and right. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, he finds out. He thinks that they are. And then when they're not, then they either, you know, get fired or he forces them to resign or something like that. So he's just going to keep trying one after the other until mm-hmm. he gets, well, they're called, you know, celebrities call them yes men, right? Yeah. Yes people. Where nobody's ever going to challenge him. <laughs> but I still think there's other people running the show than just if, him. If they were running the show... Like a Stephen Miller. If, if they were back there running the show, they need to start with running him. Take the <laughs> damn phone and shut down the goddamn Twitter. Shut it down. If if you're working for him and you're hoping to legitimize him and you're in control, then take over. Don't say one thing. When you're contradicting mm. your own White House, you are the commander-in-chief. 
and your team is saying one thing and you're saying another and this isn't just this one off this has happened so oh, many times yeah. where they say something and he comes back and he goes nope while he's eating his like midnight mcdonald's double cheeseburger yeah. Yeah. and he comes out and he just says whatever whatever kovifi he's thought of that day <laughs> to, he will undermine and it's not because and i think most of this comes from the fact that he undermines his own staff because he wants everybody to know that he is the ultimate, that he is in charge of it all. He wants to be a dictator so badly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And sure. that's the reason why he will undermine his own staff. He doesn't want to see anyone getting any credit for anything. He wants to take it all for himself. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's it, it's so dangerous. But I wonder sometimes, too, it, it may not be everybody, you know, in a, in a staff, but I wonder if they like that. They want that. That's why they're there. That's why the people that have been there since the beginning, like Kelly and Conway, mm-hmm. are still there. And that's why Sarah Sanders Huckabee has lasted this Look, long. Look, they're there because not they, because they don't... She has to own her shit at They're this not point. there because they like Trump. Mm-mm. They're not there yeah. because they agree with him. Kelly and Conway, she will flip a switch if you give her enough dimes for it. Oh, she's for sale. She's for sale. And yeah. so is yeah. Sarah, uh, Sarah Huckabee. Mm-hmm. She's for sale. They know that when all of this shit with Trump blows over and it's all said and done, they have their resumes. They have, they show loyalty and the ability to be, to to stay, to keep things confidential and to back their boss regardless of how terrible he is. Mm -hmm. Because that, that right there, those two, the next Republican president that comes along, those two are going to be the first to get hired. Because the Republicans right now give zero fucks about how bad it makes them look. So they're, they're, Mm. and in a way, those two are fucking brilliant. Because they're looking to. Oh, I didn't say they were smart. They're looking to. Oh, Sarah Sanders? Yes. Oh, they're looking to the future. They're looking to the future. They don't, they're not sycophants, but they know how to fake it. They do. And actually, Killian Conway, she's a shit show. I'm not giving her any credit. But Sarah (laughs) Sanders. She's probably the most consistent person in this administration. Michelle's been admiring her. I have been. She's like, I don't like her, but I admire I have, her since, like, That lady <laughs> is made out of steel. I don't yeah. like her. I don't like what she stands for. Yeah. But I can respect her business. And she, Just like we respected Aunt Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just to think about it. Yeah. The amount of just, like, will it takes to go up there. And stand up there and feed an entire country bullshit. And you know it's bullshit. All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. And double down on that bullshit and be unapologetic about it. And say, you know what? I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I respect that about her. Really? I do. I do. I respect just the, the amount of scrutiny that she undergoes and deals with just as part of her job. I respect that. I don't like her. Oh my God, I don't like her. But... I can't have respect for anybody who will do that to themselves. Because I, I feel like she's she's doing a disservice to herself. So I, it has nothing to do with the disservice to the country, which she's doing. But I think it's I think it's just she's she's evil. I, I can always separate the personal from like work stuff. And I think Homegirl's just doing her job and she is doing it. She's probably the person in that administration that does her job very well. 
And a not lot very, of ge- a lot of generals have said that too. I was just doing my job. Yeah, well, no, I'm not and saying she's right for it. Crimes. She's putting her yeah. name and her face out there. She'll be remembered. Yeah. She'll, she's, uh, she's she's doing what any polit any smart politician would do. It's yeah. getting a name and face out there, regardless of what it takes. What it yeah. takes, and and I almost feel like some of this criticism that she gets, and like I said, I don't like her. But I feel like if she were a man, she wouldn't get some of the things that she get. People call her ugly. They talk about her makeup. They talk about all sorts of things. And she wouldn't get half that shit if she was a man. Yeah. She's she's just she's just yeah. a shitty person. But is she good at her job? That's the question. Right. She's good at her job. And we can't it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, her job is being evil and a liar. She's well, great. It's, 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 she's it's being consistent in those lies. She's a spokesperson. And she's, she's just a mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah, and the question is not, is she a great person? Most likely very not. But she's been very consistent in defending President Trump and getting up there and being... She does that job way better than Sean Spicer did. What, what, is, what is the wall in Game of Thrones that keeps the, the White Wall? She's the ice wall. She is the ice wall for this presidency. So, um... Dragon is coming. Well, the, the dragon is always around the corner. <laughs> I wonder, I, just because I was thinking about Trump and how you're saying, you know, um, he he has to be running this shit, and and I think maybe he's a puppet, like you know, not that smart. Where did he go to college? <laughs> right, nobody knows, right? Uh, Trump, nobody, University. Trump University, right, 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 yeah, yeah. and not a real one. <laughs> and well, no, he. I think he did go he to a school, to a, school. A, a private school, like yes, a, a, the same way Aunt Becky's Penn daughter State, went to school. And that's yeah. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I wonder why his why didn't his daddy pay for him to go to Yale or Harvard? I think like we should most, segue into that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I can't. It is an Ivy League school. It's just really small. It's a business school mainly. Well, but I but, think that's for the masters. It's 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 uh, what is it called? Fordham University. That's what it's called? No, Fordham? he went. Fordham? Yeah. Fordham? It doesn't it's sound not, right. No, it's Warren. Or is it the so Warren the, School of University yeah, of Pennsylvania? Yeah, it's the Warren School. That's okay, what it well, is. but he also attended apparently. Anyway. And he's so old. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't his daddy pay for him to go to Harvard or Yale? Even they wouldn't take. Even him. Harvard didn't want to. Right. Oh, Even if they paid is, him money. This is a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have paid them enough money. So to that his, his dad obviously didn't have the advice of Aunt Becky. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that he wasn't getting advice from Aunt Becky? Yeah, he right? totally did go to Fordham University, and then I think he dropped out, and then and then went to the Wharton School of Business. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> dropped out, got kicked out, whatever. whatever. Yeah, he probably like yeah, he probably he just, scammed. He somebody. changed his major. Okay, <laughs> God. Okay, I yeah. do want to say before we start talking about Aunt Becky, because we put the poll on the on the book on the Facebook, um, and people wanted to hear about. Uh, the Louisiana fires, so we will get to that. Yeah, and we decided yes. we're gonna just talk about, about both. both of them because it's a lot. This because week. it's too fun. It's too funny to pass up to talk about the college, the college admissions. Yeah, and college everything else candles. has been kind of heavy. Yeah, a little heavy. It's a little heavy. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about. Let's talk about um, how. Rich white parents are getting Oh my god, I've been, I am so excited about my she's, guys. I'm itching. I mean, she's just like dying. I am so, I am so fucking Are you ready? Can I do are you ready? It? Are you want to pour? Okay, can I do it? Yeah. do it. Oh my god, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my scholarship. Look I, at my scholarship. It is just like a beautiful. 
jello mold casserole of like privilege and like whiteness and just chaos. Because and I'm here for it. Because yes. what you what you always hear ever since there was um uh um mandatory affirmative action. Yes. And it's and it's always about well yeah well they got in but their SAT scores didn't have PSI which we all know is bullshit, but then all of a sudden right we find out there's a bunch of and is Aunt Becky really that rich right I mean she was between her and her husband yeah. coins? okay yeah. all right well, I mean I just, just the, she makes a lot of money on them Hallmark movies <laughs> yeah. and she's like in every <laughs> other one, one of them. and then let's not ignore the fact that the biggest beneficiaries for affirmative action are white women. That's just facts. Look it up. Do your Googles and your Kegels. Um, white women are the biggest beneficiaries of affirmative action. Look it up. For for everything or college? For college. For college? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's just so great because and Becky spent about half a million dollars mm-hmm. yeah. trying to... <laughs> wow, this is just so great. Um <laughs> And you can't contain herself. And like, no, this you, isn't fucking Ivy. This isn't Stanford, right? Princeton, Harvard. It's no, no, no. USC. It is USC. Yeah. And let me tell you something. If I have got to bribe <laughs> half a million fucking dollars yeah. to get your sorry ass into a state school, right? You got me <clears throat> fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She. They could have taken that money. She could have. She was doing great on YouTube. She mm-hmm. they could have given that to her. She could have started a business and makeup line. But she wanted to go to college and like be around people. Like, ah, oh, my God, I want to go to college party. Yeah, and she on her YouTube yeah. channel, she, Lori's daughter and Becky's daughter actually said that she didn't want to go, but she's really excited about all the homecoming games and the parties. And the parties. She's she's like, the social- I go to the football games. I know. So Lori, Lori Laughlin, what Lori Laughlin yeah. wanted her to go because she wanted to be able to go to her Hollywood parties and say, "Well, my daughter's going to go to USC." Because I know in Southern California, USC does have it. Does it's, have it's, 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 it seems it's like a, it's Ivy? It's it's the it's UT of Texas, right? Yeah. If you go to parties and you're saying, nah, "You're not from Texas," so you don't I'm understand. even from Florida. UF yeah. is, is kind of uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but in but in certain states, like the the college. Uh, especially football universities hold a lot of clout in the, in the social circles because mm-hmm. UT is not Ivy League. No. It's a state school. But it's, it's the best. One but of the it's best. yeah, but it has one of the best medical schools, vet schools, law schools, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, vet schools A and M, but. Bleh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Full disclaimer: she, Michelle is a huge Ooh, Longhorn fan. fan. But yeah, I mean that's why she wanted it. Lori wanted her to go there. Right? Well, then maybe you should have gotten her a tutor when she was in the third grade. Maybe you should have been held her responsible it, for being Because it wasn't student. just about bribing admissions to get her in the school. It was about, didn't somebody, is she the one who somebody actually took her daughter's test? Like somebody took the test for, the SATs for her daughter? I believe I that. She, no, what, what she Lori's did. the one getting the, the most hype, but there's other people involved. Lori's just getting the most hype because she's the most popular celebrity of Well, the no, Felicity Huffman is in there too. Okay. Yeah. She, Maybe she, it was Felicity. So they funneled $500,000 into a fake charity okay. in order to gain okay. admission. So I, they're not one of the families where there was like... I don't think fake SATs because they pretended like their daughters were recruits for the like 
the crew team. Yeah, the crew team. Crew. Right. So, I mean, there's a big, that's a lot of uh, faking something. It's right, like, it was over I'm going to pretend that you're going to be on the crew team. You don't row crew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? Right. And it was just not done well. Like, sis, if you're going to, like, do some crime have some strategery about it. It just was not... You thought you could buy your way into this thing, but nobody knows your kids for being in sports. Like, it just doesn't look who, right. Who broke Who broke the story? Um, I don't know. I think was I don't it, remember it. It all kind like of Like, as a out. news outlet? Or, out or a reporter. And, um, I'm not sure. I okay. just started hearing I about it on I say the... it, but I really think it was Ronan Farrow that broke the Yeah, that's too. what I was thinking. I, really think I was going to say Anderson it, Cooper's well, boyfriend. It when they, when they, <laughs> but, it's, but it's Ronan, I know. It broke when they all got arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but, but it had to be going on Operation before Operation Varsity Blues. Yeah. Oh, it, it had been... No, is that what it was called? Yeah. <laughs> so the the actual charges, which I... I the They were facing additional charges... Including allegations of conspiracy to commit money laundering. Yep. Because they were putting the money in into a fake this charity. 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 And apparently Olivia Jade, who was Lori's daughter, she didn't know? Oh, she knew. Because now they're she, saying... They're just trying to make it seem... There's no way she... How are she you going to have She her? was not a good student. How do you not know that you're not and a good student? And she knew student? she didn't row through. <laughs> yeah. Right. She knows she didn't get into USC. <laughs> I mean, she's either the stupidest girl, which she's not. She's not. She she may sound like it because she has the Valley Girl mm-hmm. talk, but she's not. You, I mean, I'm sorry if you've ever filled out a college application or if you've ever known a friend to fill out a college application or had anybody <clears throat> in your life ever fill out one. You have actually have to fill out one. <laughs> here's here's where things just don't add up for me. Olivia Jade is a social media influencer. Which, Which means it's just well, I got thing anyway. No, it's really not. No, no, no. Let's not because there are people who put in a lot of work for their brands to make a lot of money out of that and do very well. I have a cousin who's a social media influencer and they get paid a lot of money and they put in a lot of hard work. It's entrepreneurship. But she was able to do it through being known for her mom. And this is someone who has a million point four followers on Instagram, a million point nine subscribers on YouTube. This kid didn't need to go to college. Her future was kind of set for her. And she had a deal with Sephora. This was not someone who yeah. needed to go to college. Right. Things had already been handed to her. This was a spot that a well-deserving kid who had done the work mm-hmm. deserved. There and was not her. And not her. Yeah. She didn't need to go to USC. She had already had it figured out. She had rich parents. She, because of the influence that her parents have, she'd started a following. Right. And having millions of subscribers is no joke. She was probably about to get her own makeup line. She had a deal with Sephora. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. This kid was making money on her own, you know, just being a social. So here's the thing. She could have said no. Couldn't she? Well, they're saying she didn't know. She knew that she. She knew that she fucking didn't get into a college. <laughs> Her mom is like, you're going to go to college tomorrow? Okay. I got into USC. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And she she wanted to go and experience, I guess, college life and be part of the football games and all of that stuff. So I'm pretty sure she was pushed. We all know what it's like when, yeah. when you're a kid and your parents are pushing you towards something. I don't. She knew, though. Don't tell me she didn't know. She knew. 
She's not. I'm pretty sure she probably did, yeah. but it's like, what really? How much decision did she? Decision power did she have? I'll, I'll give her that. If yeah. she felt like she couldn't say no, yeah. but she knew. When when her mom is like, we're taking you to USC tomorrow, mm-hmm. but she didn't fill out any paperwork, and mm-hmm. and she's on the crew team. And she's, <laughs> she's not, on the crew and team. And she's not going to rowing practice at five a.m. in the morning. Take the SAT, right? I'm trying to find. So a Felicity story. Huff, Felicity Hoffman, I think with her child, they got either more time, faked a yes, disability. They faked that she had um, which, a learning disability. Yes, she was so that she could have more time. Like on the SATs. <laughs> yep. And then there was somebody else that like paid somebody to just take the SATs. And he pled guilty today that yeah. dude okay. was taking all those okay. uh, tests. And he, he Where was, was that guy? <laughs> um, when you were taking the SAT? <laughs> I don't know. But he's a, he's a Harvard graduate. Yeah, we couldn't have afforded him. <laughs> yeah, he was charging like thousands and thousands. Oh, apparently of he was making like hundreds oh, of thousands. Make a bank. He was that. making a bank. He's a Harvard graduate. Hey, you you got to pay those student loans off somehow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. Like, don't don't this don't get married to play any yeah, game. We could segue. This is what student loan debt does to you. Puts you into the into crime. So he he pled guilty, and they're dealing with that. Felicity Huffman pled guilty, mm-hmm. and they're dealing with that. Um. But my favorite thing about Aunt Becky, oh, she said she doesn't understand what the big deal is. They're not going to plead guilty. And she just feels like people keep recycling the story when they should just let it play out through the courts. And that's when the prosecutors got upset and said, you know what? We're going to throw money laundering for good measure because it doesn't seem like you, you, you're you understanding what it is that you did here. That your daughter mm-hmm. took the place of somebody who actually deserves to go to that school, who actually wanted to go to that school. Yeah. Well, but here's right? the thing. I can, I can understand where Aunt Becky is coming from. And I'm sorry, she's nobody but Aunt Becky to me forever and a day. <laughs> I understand where she's coming from because the only difference is she paid her money to different people. Because I guarantee you, if your dad is rich and donates however much it costs to get his name put on the library, you're getting into you. Okay, so then do it that way. But that's what I'm saying. It's like that's alumni. That's that's legacy. So yes, no, you're right. It's the same thing. Except you know, Dr. Dre did it. Well, yeah, except... Yep. Okay, but I'm just saying, it's still buying your way into the school. No, and that's... You just that's, about it a different way. That is Colleges accurate. Colleges are just mad about it because they're the ones not getting the that, money now. And it's accurate, but there's there's a but nuance she, there. Because with Dr. Dre, um, he donated $75 million for mm-hmm. a STEM program. Is is I don't know if it's UCLA. Him and his oh, partner UCLA. donated $75 million dollars. <clears throat> State-of-the-art building, all the latest technology, and then... And then uh, the little guy that is producer with him. Yes. yes. Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy Ivey. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Ivey. Yeah. Yes, there you go. We were, we were on the test yeah, 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 there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so his daughter, several years later, um, gets into college, and then in an attempt to be funny, he goes on his, on his Instagram, and he goes... My daughter got into um, USC. It's actually USC. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. Da- yeah. So the, the irony. Yes, the irony. And he goes, my daughter got in, into USC all on her own. No jail time for me. And everyone was like, well, hold up a fucking minute. Did, don't you have a building named after you and you donated $75 million? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's pretty much you think they were gonna deny her admission yeah. after yeah. that like, and they do that at UT and A&M right. That's what I'm and they every school does George W got into A&M. Yale because his daddy was a, was a legacy with his 2.5 GPA terrible and then they have the nerve to stand up and talk to people about pulling themselves up by their fucking <laughs> bootstraps <laughs> and yeah. oh you should work for what you want blah 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 yeah. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> well and um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a um, lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I will. I will say the diff. The difference, Ray, is that one is legal and one is illegal. Yes, that is the difference. That's the difference. And but, they're they are the same. Yeah, and I'm just saying the difference is the reason why schools don't like this is because schools were the recipient of it when it's done the legal way. Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you also got caught by the police. <laughs> it, right. The schools could not like it or not like it. They don't have, they're not the one person charges. Right. It, they got caught yeah. because they were funneling money through a fake charity. It's criminal. Yeah, that I agree. Um, yeah. And I think it is pompous as fuck for this lady to say, I just don't see what the big deal is here. <laughs> Sis, half a million dollars for a state school. The reason why she did it that way is that she didn't want anybody to know that they were funneling money or or if if she had donated like any regular parent, she didn't want that on her back to say, well, your kid only got into college because she didn't want that. So she chose this avenue to do it this way. The social circle. There is a, a clip of her on The View on the verge of tears talking about how her daughter had gotten into college. And how this was the proudest moment of her life. Oh my god! And I am like going back in before this all broke out. Yes. yes. And oh I my am, god! I have to look that up. You have too. to look it up. And I'm sitting and I'm like, she is truly an actress. I mean, looks like the, oh, nobody well, yeah. knew she was that good. All she, those Hallmark movies didn't tell. Girl, she because they could they could cry at the job. You know what? Full House sat, had some dramatic moments. Okay? <laughs> so oh, she had, and I think moments. Fuller House had even more dramatic. Yeah, moments. Fuller House had even dramaticer <laughs> moments. So she's a good actress. All of this was done. Rich people can afford to pay as much money as they can to do things that make them feel good. She wanted to feel good, and this was all this is about. She wanted to be proud about something, so she paid. To do something to make she feel paid good. half a million dollars to feel good, and went on there. She talked about it on every interview afterwards after they got that acceptance letter man you know what that says about her as a mom and what she thinks of her daughter even though her daughter was successful she doesn't want her daughter to be known for being a youtube makeup clothing fashion line blah blah thing yeah yeah instagram she's not proud of her daughter for the shit that she already accomplished you're a shitty ass mom aunt becky god damn it aunt becky (laughs) I know some other moms like that. And I mean, you know what? Get her to take some freaking online classes at Purdue University. What is the university online? University of Phoenix. Put her on the damn online classes and let her get her bachelor's that way while she's doing you half a million dollars. (laughs) And also... I can't. I cannot. And also... Do you know what I'm doing with half a million dollars? Do you know how many kids she could have sent to college with that money? She wanted to send at hers, least, though. At least two. <laughs> I was going to say, not that many. Uh, not many. Not even a state school. I mean, you could send like four or five Texas. kids to like a tech school. Right. 
And how did she pay for this? I bet she didn't cash out them crimes. <laughs> cash out your crimes. She probably wrote a check. Dummy. Well, actually, dummy. she did write a check. Yeah. She did write a check. Because it was to a charity. Yeah. Y'all gotta stop writing these checks. Are we all no. <laughs> Jen, I think you've got a lot of information pulled up on the recent fires in Louisiana, the recent church fires in Louisiana, I'll get more specific, and the arrest. Yeah, we'll start the with the, the, just kind of the basics of what happened. Three historically black churches were set on fire in, a, in like, I think within a two-week period, probably less than that, in Louisiana. They are now confirmed that they were intentionally set by a the alleged suspect, Holden Matthews, who's 21 years old, that they arrested. And he's uh, he also happens to be the son of the deputy sheriff in <laughs> yeah. the district. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's convenient. Uh-huh. <clears throat> While we wait for the legal process to, to happen, he's he's been arrested with three counts of simple arson, each carrying a maximum 15-year penalty. Uh, we can discuss what we think will happen with that. I don't even think he has a lawyer yet, does in he? Louisiana, uh, that I don't know. The last story I read, I mean, I the last story I found yeah. said that he didn't even have a lawyer yet. I'm like, wow, nobody even wants to come up and defend this guy. Yeah, I'm not even um, sure. Well, they, I mean, he is obviously due a defense attorney, yeah. but so the the gist of the story, aside from the fact that he targeted churches that are over a hundred years old, you know, they've been in the community for more than a hundred years. They're um, and aside from them being, um, there, it's kind of, it's, it's almost like a, what do you call it? Like a deja vu or a reminiscent. It's reminiscent mm-hmm. of the, the fires that happened back in the, in the South, back in the, in the Jim Crow days. So what they're saying is, and this, this part just like really chaps my ass, but the more I read about it, it I, I actually caught something as we were waiting, you know, like during our break. That kind of explains a little bit more why they feel, why they think he was influenced by black metal, which is a music genre. It's a social, it's a music genre of kind of like heavy metal music. Um, but the reason they're saying is, is, is because he spoke favorite, favorite, he, bleh, hello, hello wine. wine. <laughs> <laughs> he spoke favorably about a specific black metal group who, who they're, uh, their main musician uh, actually went to prison for setting churches on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. And assault, I, too. Like, he, he assaulted one of his guitarists. Yeah. Had, um, yeah. I think the media, <laughs> though, person. like, in my mind, the media is taking this. They're taking this little tiny bit, and they're not only making it an excuse. Like, I, I, the music is a symptom of uh-huh. his racism. It's not yeah. the other way around. It's not like... It didn't make nice. him racist. Yeah, he wasn't like this, you know, it's this nice... It's what are yeah. drawn to. He wasn't this nice guy who heard this music and suddenly decided, hey, I'm going to burn some churches down. It right. was, I'm a racist. This musician's a racist. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so that's that's kind of the gist of the story. Um, the Also, the other thing I've heard... Uh, that I found out was that the police have, they've not determined 
whether or not to charge it as a hate crime. But the the wow. NAACP um, is asking that they the the, the the NAACP has called the burnings domestic terrorism, and of course they express their concern over the growing racial tensions in the country. So obviously it's a hate crime. Obviously, I don't know. I don't know if like legally a hate crime has to involve a person being hurt physically or if, or if it can be a, or a, if burning a church down really, yeah. you know, would legally be considered and a, a predominantly crime. black church in the neighborhood. Right. <clears throat> so three, three, all black churches. Right. Three of them. Right. Yeah. Black yes. churches. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's kind of just the gist of it. But I, I think what I'd like to do is kind of get, get everybody's take on this and um, considering you know, it's like I said earlier, it's reminiscent of these attacks that happened back in the Jim Crow days. And now here we are, 2019. And still dealing with it. This guy's, you know, we have a guy 21 years old, old enough to know better, in the South, burning black churches. And people that, you know, when we took our little poll, people said they wanted to hear from us and our thoughts on this. So. We can start whoever wants to start first. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I understand the police not wanting to come out and classifying it as a hate crime for whatever reason. Probably they don't have all the evidence that they need to try to stick this. Because right now, we all we can prove is arson. His truck was spotted on video footage, the same truck, on all three of the churches coming out. I'm trying to understand it, but I'm just like, what? What more do you need to right. classify this as as a right. as a hate crime? While these people were gathering around and praying for the soul of the person who's going out here and burning their churches mm-hmm. down, this dude is out here going and setting everything on fire. And to me, this that's a hate crime. And I, when you go to places where people find their sanctuary, places of worship, the places where they feel the most safe, and you burn those places down. That's a hate crime to right. me. You don't, there's... I wonder if it has to do with, you know, for, for other suspects that have uh, had hate crime charges brought against them, you could go straight to their social media and dissect okay. that. Or, in the case of the young white gentleman that, you know, uh, murdered people okay. in the church in Texas yeah. was saying it right after he was arrested. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was right. Like so there was, there was no, there's no question. He didn't burn down any white churches. Uh, no, no. But I'm just saying like these people came up right outside and I'm just wondering if his, oh. right. If, if Holden Matthews, if it's not blatantly on his social media or if he's not coming out and saying, yeah, I killed black or I, I burned down black churches. That's what I wanted. Do you know what I'm saying? So I agree. What more do you want? Yeah. But I'm wondering if that's the difference or is it because it's in Louisiana? Uh, and, and also, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure him being, you know, the son of the deputy, certainly. If he's getting some preferential yes. treatment. Yeah. Well, see, yeah. I saw this, the article I saw said it was from the fire marshal said that when Matthews was developed as a suspect, we saw an immediate threat to public safety. We felt other crimes were imminent. And then they go, says, there was extraordinary means taken to bring safety to this community. So that's all said. But yet, 
the deputy that helped facilitate his son's arrest by getting him to an area where police could detain him without incident. Like, anybody Preferential else. treatment. Yes, of exactly. Oh, yeah. Of course. They were like, just, give him the responsibility of saying, get him let's to get a him safe somewhere. place. Let's get him so safe. Let's walk yeah. him, can in. Pull him in. Instead Maybe of, like, he'll we know he some is. McDonald's on the way to the jail. Instead of, we know exactly who he is, let's go in guns blazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Well, they yeah. did the same thing with the kid who went in the black church and killed a bunch of people. Yes. I mean, they, he was holding a gun. Mm-hmm. And if that had, I mean, we all know. Well, they had, did the same thing with the Santa Fe shooter. Yeah. They did the same thing yeah. with, what's his face for Parkland? We don't have to yeah. come up with their names. Mm-hmm. But that's that's how they yeah. treat all of these white perpetrators. That are holding is, guns. You know, they want to handle it safely, but then they go in guns blazing Anybody, when, people, any person of color. When with someone a, might be, you know, when a person of color is a suspect, and we don't know, like, or, 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 hey, it's a person of color, let's look for a reason to make them a suspect. And, you know. It may and, not even be right. holding a weapon. And then they, like, oh, our, we felt our lives were in danger. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one, we felt other crimes were imminent. Yeah. And so they even admitted that they, they that knew this guy was, posed some danger. Yeah, yeah, they knew if they didn't stop him, he was going to start more fires. Right. Yeah. And if not start more fires, it could end up getting or worse. Or escalate. Yeah, yeah. he could escalate. And he could start hurting right. people. Right. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to take for them to decide that if this is a hate crime or not. It may take pressure from the NAACP. NAACP and, and the public. And protests and... And also, I guess the, there is the burden of proof on the state because I do know that the FBI got involved and mm-hmm. um, the Federal Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco Firearms and Explosives got involved and there was a lot of law enforcement agencies that got involved in this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Right. Um, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. So I'm wondering if they just need something to make those hate crime charges stick. I'm trying... My very best to be positive here. To, <laughs> that they're going to do the right thing. To, to, and I always get let down. You have, I was going to say, you have um, such like high hopes in the system. I, I, I am trying I to. I that. <laughs> trying to, you know. You can't just be, yeah, pessimistic yeah, all the time. The, right. the fact that, one, they didn't try to bury this. Right. I appreciate that. Right. Because it's, his dad being the deputy, this could have easily kind of been what buried a, and done under the rug. But they exposed it. They did a press conference. They've been as transparent mm-hmm. as I can hope at this stage. Yeah. Um, and they did say that the investigation is not over. So we're going to hope that maybe there's something out that they're, that they're going to investigate that they're working on to make those hate crime like charges stick to him so that he goes away for a very, very long time. But, you know, th- things like these, <laughs> stuff like this is traumatic. You know, it's... Churches, for uh, for anybody, but especially yeah. for black folks, they're tied to any sort of, like, changes that we've made, the civil rights era. All, all of those things came out of our churches. We regard mm-hmm. our churches as our sanctuaries, as our safe places. And the thing about black folks is we're welcoming of anybody in these spaces. Like, we'll welcome someone who will come in and shoot us after the fact. Or someone will burn our churches down and we're out here praying for your soul. And it's, it's just really disappointing to be in 2019 and someone realizing these safe spaces and these places that we hold sacred and going and burning them down. Right. 
I I really don't want to hear any of the stuff about oh he was influenced by some metal rock band. Like, just, I'm so right? I'm so sick yeah. of that shit. I'm so tired yeah. of yeah. always finding an out for people. He who was do already it. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. Is that. Crazy finds crazy. And I don't mean crazy in the sense that let's excuse everything he's doing. I'm thinking that people have weird ideas. Find other people like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And bad ideas. Bad and ideas. Right. Not bad even ideas. weird. Yeah, just, ideas. Yes. yeah. Violent ideas about, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is not a stable person. Um, a hateful person wants to harm people. And I don't think that at this stage anyone should be making excuses about music or whatever like earlier we were discussing this is just a symptom and the one thing that the media does is they do this with mass shootings or anything that is involving any young white person is to try to find where things could have gone wrong because by nature they're just good so something has gone (laughs) wrong (laughs) gone wrong along the way it's the the music it's no yeah they just fucking suck yeah the music it's the video games it's the porn you know it's Something. they're they're in an environment where being a racist is perfectly acceptable yeah and um they were raised that way and they have friends that encourage that and yeah. they're in yeah i mean it's, it's louisiana you're in an environment in the deep south oh where my god racism is, flourishes here like fungus yes, in a petri dish it's perfectly acceptable <laughs> to behave that way now i i just i want to i want to pause for one second because i have a lot of friends who listen to heavy metal music and and this type of music maybe not black metal as yeah it, as i was it's gonna called. say i hope you don't have friends maybe not necessarily black so i want people to understand we are not saying that listening to heavy metal is a symptom of racism. So let me just, (laughs) I want to make sure that I've made this clear because I don't want y'all coming back. What I'm saying is that this particular genre, this particular subset and this particular artist, this guy was drawn to and he already had that, that, that deep seated racism. And then I know everybody else that listens to metal and all this other shit, they don't go around burning churches. We get that. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure there are a bunch of people who listen to this garbage who still yes, don't go and burn who churches. Who still don't go around burning churches down. So. Right. Like, you can be trash in private. You're allowed that. Yes. Like, we've established that. If you want to be trash, if you are trash, keep right. it to yourself. Black people I have, one more thing. have so much social trauma, y'all. Like, it's like we're walking around with post-traumatic stress just by stepping outside of the door. And... It's important for whoever is in this community across the world to rally around people who attend this church because there are certain things that just trigger you. <laughs> when you hear about burnings in churches, yeah. mm-hmm. you immediately think to, about yeah. those girls who died in the bombings and it's, it's mm-hmm. triggering and having to listen to this and discuss this and be going through this. It's really tough, you know, <laughs> for people who live in this community. And I do hope that justice is swift and it's harsh and that the community kind of surrounds these churches and these people and they come together and make make it be known that this is an intolerable. Because despite how people feel about racial differences or all of that, if you say that you're a Christian, we can all agree that church is a pretty sacred place. Yeah. Yeah. And that needs to be where we draw the line. So And I have I have yeah. one more thing I wanna add. I actually, I, the first person I thought of when I started hearing about the fires was um, Sarah Collins Rudolph. Um, when I was at the 
<clears throat> I was at an ND, NAACP banquet a few weeks ago, and she was the keynote speaker. And she was the sole survivor of the 16th Street church bombing in Alabama, in Birmingham, back in, so, what year was that? 63. And um, she didn't talk to anybody for a long time. I mean, she was she was a very little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had been through many surgeries. Her face, um, her face and parts of her body were pretty injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's had a lot of surgeries. But at some point in her life, she decided to go out and start speaking out and, you know, talk to people about her story. And to listen to her stand up there and and I I look at her and I think I'm in the room with a person who is part of this horrific event, a, a historic horrific event that everybody knows about, almost everybody yeah. today knows about. And this didn't, it feels like it happened in a different lifetime but it didn't happen that long ago. Right. Or, I mean, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't right. that long ago. And here's here's a sole survivor of this church bombing that I learned mm-hmm. about in history class. Yeah. And everyone wants to pretend that all of this happened a long time ago and it's and it's not happening anymore, but you still have people walking the walking this earth who lived through that. And you know, and now it's happening again. And they haven't, the, the black community, the black people in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, all the states, all over this country, yeah. have not been able to, to to come to terms with that and to recover from that trauma. And here we are with this fucking asshole doing it all over again. Yeah. It's and never stopped. Yeah. There's, there's it's never stopped. Church but fires. For him to, to do it in this, I, I, I don't know why. For some reason, it feels like. I don't know. There's something different about this one. So some people know Sarah Collins, very positive, happy person. You know, she still deals with PTSD. She still jumps when she hears loud noises, but she's, she's moving. She's trying to be as positive as she can and spread her message as much as she can and help where she can to fight racism and, um, you know, really put something out there in the world that's, that's positive. So that's all I wanted to add. I I want to see the the community come together and rebuild its churches. Yes. Uh, Put the churches back up. Yes. I want to see all the white churches come out in solidarity. Uh Yes. And rebuild its churches. Be about what you say you're about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring the money, bring the materials, bring the labor. And build the churches back up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really, I just... Take care of the community. Put up the churches. Stand in solidarity. Don't stand on the sidelines. And give this community justice. Because they're standing there and they're praying for his soul after he's taking something that they've built for hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, for generations. Make it right. Make it right. So, my asshole of the week goes to the Chicago Police Department. Oh, Chicago. Um, Chi-town, what y'all do? Um, Chicago PD, y'all just seem like y'all y'all can't get anything right. And I, I'm trying to, I want to understand what is going on. A father has filed a lawsuit after a surveillance video shows police officers dragging his daughter down the stairs at a high school and then punching her multiple times. Jesus Christ. It's. I watched the video. It's really difficult to watch when you have 
you know, people who are supposed to be serving the community and protecting your children turn on them and treat them like they're criminals to this extent. This was force that wasn't warranted. Um, and I'll, I'll get into the asshole part. But this all started with this young girl being on her phone. And the father had been asked to come to the school to pick her up because she, she was on her phone. And while she was waiting, she's talking to an officer. And before she turns to walk away, the officer grabs her and he moves her towards down the stairs. Uh, so in an effort to try not to fall backwards, she grabs onto the officer's vest and they both tumble down the oh stairs. God. And then another, the camera kind of cuts uh, and then it shows an officer basically dragging down the stairs, dragging this girl down the stairs by her one leg um, as the second officer climbs on top of her. And so the girl's laying on the ground at the bottom of the stairs and then the second officer gets on top of her and she, he steps on her uh, while the second while the other officer punches her while he's also tasing her. This is a 16-year-old. Um, so the girl's father, uh, Mr. Howard, has filed a lawsuit. Chicago, <laughs> it seems like you have all of these problems that you yeah. could be tackling, but you're policing high schools. You're policing 16-year-old girls on their cell phones and mm-hmm. basically abuse this abuse is probably the mildest term that I could come up with. This is a gross miscarriage of justice. What happened to ISS? You know, like what happens to a write-up? What happened to taking your cell phone and putting you in detention? Where punching, tasing, right. and ganging up on 16-year-old girls. And what does that say about your police force when your police officers aren't trained they're they're so poorly trained that they cannot handle a 16 year old girl who's on her cell phone y'all need to punch her tag team her and tase her y'all y'all need to do some reform (laughs) y'all got a lot going on chicago and this isn't where you want to spend your resources it seems like y'all are sending all the resources all the wrong way you know maybe after you successfully sue jesse and get whatever money it is that you get you can put in some programs on how to adequately <laughs> deal with 16-year-old girls with cell phones. Because right. big, moms have been doing it for decades. Yeah. Right. Well, and the, the onus <laughs> The onus is not on the citizen to make the public servant, the officer, comfortable. You're the one carrying a gun. You're the one carrying a badge. You're supposed to be trained on how to de-escalate, not escalate situations. And if you're so poorly trained that it takes two of you guys with guns and tasers to bring down a 16-year-old girl, then something has gone wrong, people. We need to revamp this whole thing. And you know what? I hope that this lawsuit goes through because this this is a brutal and violent thing to watch. This is traumatizing. First of all, what when we start having police officers camp out in high schools, I don't see this in majority white schools. You don't see police departments camping out then there's a problem there that you're not addressing and you're not going to fix it by bringing in the police who are going to beat up the fucking kids to fix the problem. Y'all need to get together. You need to listen to the community. You need to talk to people. Stop beating up people's children because you just don't know how to police. 
That's not what policing is about. Yeah. And this is why we don't want teachers armed also. Right. We don't right. want Exactly. Yeah, I you can don't, you don't see school. it yet at predominantly white schools, but you're about to. Yeah. It's going to be, they're going to be, in Texas, they're going to be all over. But we'll see how like that goes, but I, I hope that this lawsuit think, is successful yeah. and you Absolutely. feel the pain of writing this check because this is uh, very irresponsible, and I hope that you are taken for every single goddamn dollar that's listed on this lawsuit, and that it hurts you really badly. Because this is not responsible. This is irresponsible, and to, you could have easily gone from a girl on a cell phone to a girl getting shot. This wasn't yeah, this. It's serious. amazing that she didn't die. It's amazing that she didn't die, and we're we're so thankful Sorry for that. But Chicago, y'all have to do better. If y'all can give me the same energy that y'all gave Jesse towards like reform. And just being capable of policing the community mm-hmm. in a gentle and justful way. That will be great. Y'all put a lot of resources towards that. Do the same across the board. This is really irresponsible. And congratulations on getting asshole to <laughs> Yeah. Asshole. Asshole. You an asshole. You an asshole. And now we have Ray's Bay of the Day. Ray's Bay of the Day. Bay of the Day. Uh, bye, Ray. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out eventually. Cha, cha, cha. Cha, cha, cha. Okay. So, I always like to end on a high note. Uh, so, that's, on, that's a, on a positive. Some higher than yes. most. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. shay. <laughs> okay. So, mine actually it has a little uh, tangential to law enforcement, mm-hmm. but it's on the opposite side. So, my Bay of the Day is Amanda Wynn. And she is a Massachusetts student, or was a Massachusetts student, I should say, who looked into uh, rape kits and how some states had these decades-long backlogs, and then finding out that in addition to everything else that was going on, you have where they are getting destroyed before ever being processed. And so she worked to... with. Start over. Hello, wine. She worked with elected officials to introduce two bills one in Massachusetts and a federal bill in the U.S. Congress, which passed unanimously through the Senate. And that happens with only about 2.8% of all bills. Um, and this was yeah. the Massachusetts Bill of Rights for Victims of Sexual Assault. After that, because it went so well, she created this nonprofit organization called RISE which is dedicated to preserving and furthering the rights of rape victims. The reason why she is my Bay of the Day is because that in and of itself is very cool. Right. But she has recently started Rise Justice Labs, which is because she is an educated woman. She knows about seed money and game theory and all these types of things. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, we can apply that to passing laws, to activism. Rise Justice Labs has organizer training. They have legislative networks. Oh, wow. They have access to professional services such as lawyers, accountants, and lobbyists. They have office space. And what they have also is seed funding because oh, shit nice. is expensive. Yeah, yeah. And so their mission is to help everyday people pass their first law. And since they have started this, they have the most successful legislative reform movement in U.S. history. They have passed 21 laws. 40 million people have been impacted by their laws. And 200 organizers have been trained in their community. Oh, nice. Oh. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So she calls this, uh, she has trademarked it. Of course. You know, Missy all about that trademark. I'm all about that <laughs> trademark. Respect the trademark. Uh, called Hoponomics. It is about a unique process to pen oh, your wow. own right into existence. And so she is just, you know, she what's took the, what What's she their learned. website? Is it Hoponomics? RiseNow.us. It's their America's Premier Civil Rights Accelerator. I love that. We'll and put you that can link apply. up Yes, I will definitely put a link to that. I'm sure we can um, all think of a few laws. So, Amanda, you are the bay of the day. Woohoo! Thank you. Way to go, Amanda. So, we I would also like a shout out to Jennifer. Oh, I hope I get Sosada from the HEB in San Angelo that we met when we were taking our trip to West Texas. We love you, Jennifer. Thank you so much for sharing our Facebook page, our posts, liking our photos. Yay. Being kind to Just us being at kind the HEB and, and listening being... to four ladies that were about to get really drunk. <laughs> four super obnoxious yes. ladies. Yes. Yes. Obnoxious as Literally, we're taking up the uh, line at HEB. I don't, I don't, we were there for what 30 40 minutes just in the line mm-hmm. just in the line talking gabbing putting our stuff on like, getting the Smelling right maple syrup. just oh my god just it was so awkward. courteous it was, it was, it was a lot it, it was a lot and <laughs> and jennifer and I, I think the guy she was working with was named mark am i right we remember yeah, drop Jennifer. It, drop it on the Facebook. Right, yeah, right. Jennifer. Anyway, but <laughs> super sweet, super kind, um, very intelligent. I think she is she a marketing manager? Is that what she said? She's she, a graduate. Yeah. Graduate, graduate. Graduate. Yeah, yeah. So um, thanks, Jennifer, and thank Yay. you to all of our new listeners and new subscribers. Um, we appreciate all of you. Drop us a, a comment, a note, a line. Subscribe to our Spotify, iTunes. We're now on Stitcher. Castbox, anywhere where you want to listen to a freaking podcast, yes. we po- have made we it available. All up in there, we're all, all up in there. We, we are, we are there. And okay? if you happen to use an app where for podcasts and you don't find us, message us, us or email us, and we will get fix it. Drugbepolitics at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, all right. Bye. Everybody have a good week. Everybody have a great week. Stay great. tipsy, my drug delegates. Thanks for listening to Drunk Bitches in Politics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAPpod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.